Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast. This is a New Zealand-made motorcycling podcast made by the team at Kiwi Rider and Moto NZ. My name's Ray Heron. Thank you so much for joining me. And we've got a few special guests, shall we say, uh, joining us this episode. Uh, you may have seen them on social media. We've got Nikki, who rides a Tenere 700. Hello, Nikki. Hey, how are you? Good. And we've got Kate, who rides two adventure bikes, a Harley-Davidson Pan America and a CRF 300. G'day, Kate. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Hey, thanks very much for joining me on the podcast, guys. Uh, I've been following your adventures for the better part of a year, mainly through Instagram. Uh, Kate, you first came to my attention when I had a Harley-Davidson Pan America on test. Uh, and it's fantastic to see you out and about on that big machine. And Nikki, you originally rode a Tenere, no, a uh, what is it, MT09? Uh, yeah, Tracer Nine GT. Tracer Nine, close yeah. enough. And um, and 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 you you got out on an adventure bike, and and that's when I said, I think my comment on that post was, you need to be on a Tenere 700. You did. You said you'll be on a T7 in no time. And you were right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I want to. I want to cover both of your stories because, um, firstly, ladies on bikes is fantastic. Secondly, ladies on adventure bikes is even better. Um, shall we start with? And I'm going to take a stab in the dark. Kate, what what is your history when it comes to motorcycling? Uh, history is probably the most common story you hear from women on bikes is. Had bikes as kids. Um, Dad bought me my first bike to ride to school when I was 16, and then had a bike, bought a brand new Honda Shadow when I lived in LA, and then, you know, got married, had kids, and had 25 years off the bikes. <laughs> so uh, decided after, you know, kids are growing up and whatnot to get back on a bike. Best decision ever. What did you get back on? Did you go straight for that Harley? No, no. So um, I had to go. I've been off bikes for, well, actually 27 years, if the truth be known. <laughs> Jeez, that makes me sound old. Um, so I got back on an MT-07. Beautiful bike. And then went from the MT-07 to the Diablo. And then when the Diablo, well, we won't go into that. And then went on to the Pan America. I feel like the Diavel met an untimely demise. Uh, yeah, it did. Very <laughs> no, okay. no fault of mine. <laughs> oh, fair enough then. Okay, so you went on to a Pan America. How did you end up on a CRF 300? Uh, well, <laughs> one rainy day <laughs> out uh, out Whitecliffs um, doing an adventure, my first adventure introduction to adventure course with uh ornsby dan ornsby motorbike training um you know got a bit cocky by the end of the day i'd been pissing our rain all day and went around the corner and there was some lovely red clay mud and i come off the big bike <laughs> and got home and i thought right i'm getting something smaller <laughs> I learn how to do this. I think that was on Instagram as well. Oh, yeah, it was. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> 
Brilliant. And that's the attitude. Nikki, uh, we mentioned your Tracer 9 and now on a Tenere 700. How did you get into riding? Uh, well, my story is very similar to Kate's. Uh, I grew up on a farm, so we rode bikes. Um, you know, used to try and jump the water races and, and do all those kind of things and scare town children. <laughs> and, um, and then, yeah, I rode a bike into town and then married children, didn't have any bikes for a long time and then I started shipping a pillion on the back of Mark, my husband, his bike and I really didn't like it and um, I said I've had enough. I don't blame you, I can't, I can't do No, no I, I, I thought I was doing really well, it was either that or stay at home and like staying at home wasn't an option and then I said well I've had enough, I want my own bike and he was like yep, okay, oh. <laughs> um, so I also started on an MTA7 and um yeah, just did the Ornsby courses to get the confidence back because I'd really only ridden, you know, around country roads and things like that and on the farm. So did those courses and then moved up to the Tracer 9. Loved it. But about the same time... The uh, Diablo met its demise. Yeah, <laughs> and also uh, my youngest got into... He decided he wanted to go motorbiking and he bought a CRF. And um, so we were on bikes that probably weren't appropriate for going... Mm-hmm. off-roading but we were taking these bikes probably places they weren't designed for and um Tracer 9 handled it beautiful bike loved it but I thought I'm gonna wreck it and uh, got the taste for the adventure riding so um it then came the T7 fantastic I love that you both got back into riding with the bike that really inspired me to ride oh because uh, I, I mean, my story is very similar. Well, no, it's not. I, I started riding two fifties. <laughs> no, I didn't get married, have kids, and have twenty seven years off the bike. But I, um, I was riding two fifties back in the day when you could only ride two fifties on a lunar restricted license, and that kind of almost killed it for me. But then the license thing changed, and on a lunar or restricted, you could ride up to a six six. 90 cc yeah. 50 whatever it yeah. is um and ended up with a 10 uh, uh, mto7 which are fantastic bikes the oh, awesome. is yeah just gorgeous i love mine yeah and now full power cp2 engine pretty much the same engine in the tenere 700 great to hear yes. hey we're going to dive deep further into your story uh but one thing we usually do on the podcast near the start here is the top five i've never asked someone else to do it but I did when I asked you. When I spoke to you guys about um, about doing the podcast with me. We we I said would you, would you do the top five? And I gave you a couple of topics to maybe think about. Uh, are you keen to do the top five? Yeah, sure. Okay. What what, what topic have you chosen? Advice. Yeah, because <laughs> you know <laughs> we're really we're, we're <laughs> yeah not certainly not advice from experienced riders because yeah, exactly. we don't claim to be experienced adventurers. We're still very much taking advice from other people. But it's, as you said, there's not there's not a huge amount of women out there adventure riding. So you know we'd like to encourage that as well. So the more we okay. So this is there. the top five tips for. F- female budding adventure writers then? Oh, well, no. any, anyone who's uh, thinking about it. Yeah. All right, let's get into the top five. In at number five on Kate and Nikki's top tips, what have we got? Um, there's no time like the present. So just get out and do it. Don't keep on putting it off. Just go try it. Don't wait for that one day. Don't wait for that one day. Brilliant. Top five tips from Kate and Nikki in it. Number four. Um, you can do it. 
Like if we can do it, anybody can do it. You yeah. just got to get get out there, have confidence. Don't stop at the first gear. If a couple of old ladies like us can do it, <laughs> then anyone can. Kate and Nikki's top tips in at number three: uh, do a course. Do like um, go get some go get some training from somebody who actually knows what they're talking about. Because if you learn the right stuff, you know the basics. Learn it right at, from the start. Um, you know you'll be set. Don't, don't maybe not listen to everyone who's going to give you advice, but find somebody who really knows what they're talking about. So, yeah, highly recommend doing some kind of training courses. Are we talking like Ride Forever, those sorts of things? Um, well, I always do an introduction to gravel. Um, I did that. Um, there's, other, there's other guys that do. There's some guys down south, Adventure Bike Co., they do adventure riding training. Mm. Something like that, just to get the um, to learn the basics. You know, I mean, you can always watch YouTube and stuff, but to have somebody actually teach you the basics right from the start um, makes life a lot easier. I think. Yeah, so you don't start any bad habits. Yeah, learn all the, the good habits to start with. Kate and Nikki's top tips. Top tips in it number two. Well, I always say the T seven is very forgiving, so I guess that's have faith in your bike. You know, as long as you've set everything up right for you, have faith in the bike. Just and it, it's yeah. it's it's usually well, it's case, usually the rider, not the bike. The bikes <laughs> are way more capable than us. <laughs> and number one on the list of top five, Kate and Nikki's top tips. The main one we think is to find some real good buggers to ride with. Yeah, find someone that's going to have some patience, that's um, more experienced than you, that you can learn from. Yeah, you can learn from. And can help you pick up your bike. <laughs> yeah, they're going to stop and they're going to wait. Make sure you get through that water crossing or tell you where to cross it. Yeah. Um, you know, and give you that encouragement. That's the main thing: is find some good riding buddies. You've got the best top tips of the year, honestly. You've got, you've got, uh, give it a crack, get in there and do it. No time like the present. Get some training and find the best mates to ride with. You've, you've absolutely nailed not just adventure riding, but motorcycling in general i think yeah absolutely yeah so there you go that's the top five for this week thank you very much guys i really appreciate that now let's um let's talk about uh you you both live in canterbury where are the best places to ride in canterbury where have you been that you really enjoy i know that you've both done danzy's pass hakateramia you've done mckenzie uh basin i think you've both done rainbow lake on slow road Old Dunstan, <laughs> man, that is an awesome road. It is an awesome road. Yes, we Kate uh, lives and we did like Onslow recently, and it snowed. There's a big sign up saying "Dry Weather Road," but we, we did it, and it was very wet, and it was very muddy, and it was yeah. very slippery, and there was a big water crossing, and we survived. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of big water crossings there. Yeah. Um, that's the, actually, Old Dunstan is a road that you don't do on your own. And the, and the main reason you don't do it on your own is there's about a thousand gates. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and, but you know what? Sometimes, you know, with being the newbie, you know, but slow at stopping, getting off your bike and opening gates, that comes in handy. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Even <laughs> if you've been riding for a few years like me, oh, oh, no, I just, I can't find a place to put my bike. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh I've dropped <laughs> it. Oh. But um, locally, even though we've got a lot of flat land um, around us, we've got um, like the ride up to Erewhon Station, 
is really nice up past Lake Camp, Lake Clearwater. Um, Double Hill Run Road. Yeah, that's like Heron. Uh, then Double Hill Run Road, which runs up alongside the Rakai River, goes up to Manuka Point. Um, so from there, you can actually, we haven't done it, but you can actually join up. There's a couple of roads go through, or tracks go through to Lake Heron from the top of that road, which is really nice as well. Um, yeah, Lake Coleridge. So how does the conversation go? Does one of you wake up on a on a Saturday morning and go, I'm going for a ride and message the other, and then you you get a few guys around and you'll go? Or what, what's the, what is what? Pretty much. It- did, did you not see my latest reel? <laughs> it's like we call each other up and say, are you guys ready to go for a ride? <laughs> or, hey, oh no, I'll tell you, actually, I'll tell you how it goes. In the group chat, it goes, Jeez, it's a beaut day out there. <laughs> no wind. Sun's out. I wonder what's behind that hill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, what's he run up to? Want a ride? Yeah, here we do. And then, Kate, you and go, then, You go. Is, is it hard or is it easy? Shall I say the Harley or the CRF? That's always the big dilemma is which bike to take because how far are we going? We're going mostly roads and I want to be on the Pan America if we're going serious off-roading, then you definitely want to be on the little bike. <laughs> the little bike, the CRF. Um, have you have you have you both had a go on the CRF? Um, no, I haven't ridden yours, but I've ridden Tate. Oh, but I suppose you've you've ridden you've ridden one. Yeah, you've well, one. Um, my youngest son Tate has one, so I have ridden his before. Yeah, yeah. Is that a three hundred as well? Or is it two fifty? No, it's a two two fifty. Right. Yeah. So. When it comes to the little bike, does does it give you more confidence or is it more about uh, more manageability in tougher conditions? Um, more confidence off-road, yeah. I mean, anything like there's a fair bit of weight in the Pan America and, you know, for me, <laughs> um, going through water crossings and stuff, I, I definitely feel if things get a bit wobbly, um, yeah, the weight's definitely a bit of a, a worry. And the little the little bike, yeah, I don't mind, you know, falling off in the water on that one. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> but then when you get on the motorway of the open road, you're just off yes, yeah, on the, the hard. Yeah, yeah. And you, you forget that you can't just, um, you know, pass six vehicles. <laughs> we have oh, on, the, on the CRF. Yeah. yeah. We have cardos and we're connected and there's a very – um, animated conversation going on when we're passing when Kate's on the little bike. Especially coming up the Oterra Gorge. <laughs> go little bike, go! Back down! We, we've done something similar. Uh, Matt, who joins us on the podcast uh, quite often, he rides a CRF 250L rally. And oh, that's what Kate's got. Yeah, and on a couple of loops, way back in the day when we first started the podcast, we went for a loop around Mount Taranaki, and there was me on the um, on the MTO seven. There was Ben, the editor of Kiwi Rider magazine, on the brand at the time brand new BMW R twelve fifty GS. We had <laughs> another mate, Matt, uh, Mike, on a um, CBR one thousand. And then little old Matt on his two fifty CRF two fifty, and we just. We'd all barrel past the the cattle trucks and then sit in front of the cattle truck waiting for them to catch up. I know <laughs> what that's like, guys. I do. <laughs> yeah, I was taking that the other day, didn't I? We were coming back. Where were we coming back from? Somewhere. Oh, yeah, it was coming about near Arthur's, you know, we ducked in, went through Coleridge on the way home. Oh, but yeah, right. he was trying to duck down to pass. And 
reduce so, wind resistance. You've both been on bikes from a young age. Now you've got kids. When the kids get to the age of motorcycling, what goes through your head? What are the concerns? What are the what are the My to- my two are not interested, so <laughs> not interested at all. Well, I've got three children and it's my younger set now rides with us and it definitely affects my riding when I'm riding with them. Um, I probably, I'm usually in front and I, I probably don't. She's not so much of a hoon. <laughs> I, I try to allow a quite a lot of, not that you don't anyway, but a lot of space when I go to pass because I sometimes think it's a learner mentality because I did it myself when the person in front passes, you go, oh, I've got to keep up. And even though you might know that's not the right place, there's still that overwhelming, oh, I need to pass now to keep up. Um, so I try to make sure there's no cars coming and it's always in the back of my mind. I'm always watching him in the rear in the wing mirror to, you know, where is he? Has he got in? What would I do if he's still hanging out, passing? Yeah, all those things run through my mind when we're and, but he's he's a good rider. He's come off a lot in the <laughs> off road, um, but that's part of learning, I think. Um, but yeah, and, and he's fearless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his age, yeah, fearless and yeah, bulletproof. I think a few months ago you had to go up a track somewhere and rescue the CRF, didn't you? That um, that actually scared the bejesus out of him. He um, he had he reckoned he had PTSD. That was uh, the old Le Bon's, um track. And he thought he had watched a YouTube where people had done it on road bikes and it would it would be easy, um, you know, as a 17-year-old thinks. And um, it wasn't so easy and he burnt out his clutch and he rang me and said he was in trouble and he couldn't move his bike. And I was like, well, you've just got to get it back down. And he was like, I can't. I was like, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he managed it and um, I think it gave him a real scare it certainly um, knocked that confidence back a little bit Yeah, wasn't quite as easy as he thought <laughs> Speaking of confidence knocking have you guys got any 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 situations you've been in that have knocked your confidence anything that's maybe been a backward step uh, you know have you had any close calls or No you just <laughs> Like you fall down or you stuff up, you just get back on and learn from it and keep going. Is that an upbringing thing? Um, maybe. Is that something? Is, is that what I'm getting at? Is that, is that a generational thing, or is that something your parents instilled in you? Um, maybe maybe a bit of both. Like yeah, I was also like, you can do it. Yeah. Don't say you can't do it. You can. Yeah. You can do it. Um, I mean, I <laughs> maybe it's an age thing too. Yeah, you get to our age and you just. Say, I, I think as riders generally, we all do things and you go, oh, that wasn't the best of decisions or that could have been better, but it's about, it's about learning from that next time you go out. Yeah. You know, I, I know you something like, oh, yeah, I've done myself, but, oh, that could have been better or, that, yeah. So, but I haven't had any, um, I, I think also there was determination when I was first looking for my bike, a dealer said, you'll possibly be offered in 18 months. And I was like, why? He said, most women do. They get a bike, they get a fright, and they never ride it again. So that was always in the back of my mind to not be that person. Oh, so that was challenge accepted. Yeah, yeah, it was. I was like, game on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you both got got road bikes. Um, What was it that 
that made you go from, okay, Kate, Diavol to Harley Davidson Pan America, which is, it is an adventure tourer. What was it that made you go with the gravel road bike? Yeah, it wasn't really about that. It was just, it, I liked the look of it. <laughs> Great. It was a, it was a heart purchase. <laughs> well, we'd actually been uh, to every bike store in Christchurch one day. Yep, the, the three of us, so Nikki and another friend of ours on the Honda Rebel 1100, Adrian, the three of us went on a bike shopping day and I really thought that the bike that I was going to get was the Triumph Rocket 3. Oh. And took it for a test ride and no, it was not me at all. We went around all the shops, I test rode a bunch of bikes and was really you know, trying to figure out, oh, I have no idea. There's no bikes that I love. There's nothing that I've looked at or sat on or ridden that I wanted to buy. And then we just thought, you know, as a bit of a giggle, we'd stop at Rolling Thunder. Um, you know, I'm not not really into into cruises and things. We thought I would just stop there and walked in and I saw the Pan American and I said, what is that? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they they conned me into taking it out for a test ride and that was it. I was sold, wasn't I? Yeah. You, yeah. you knew straight away. Yeah. Come back. See, do you, here, take my money. <laughs> and, and, Nikki, when it comes to you going from the Tracer 9 to the Tenere 700, we know that you wanted to do a bit of dirt, but what was the catalyst to getting on dirt? Was it the friend group that that's where they were going and you wanted to – see what the, the, the buzz was about? or no, no. probably the first one too. Yeah, it was more, I think we'd done so many Ks on 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 the tarmac, on the seal, that we had done a lot, especially for weekend riding. Uh, we pretty much covered. Uh, well, we'd done, what have we done? 14 plus 18, what's that? We've done pretty much yeah. a lot of yeah. roads, a lot of laps around the South Island. We had we had booked to go to the North Island, but then the ferries were yeah. not in great. And, um, and I was like, you know what, I want to see more. I'm a bit sick of these roads. And they seem to be getting more and more traffic, especially after, um, I guess, the borders opened and, and, you know, we tourism increased and there's more on the road. And I was like, I've actually had enough. I want to try, want to get off the road and see what's, on the outside, well, you know, head to the coast or head into the hills is more my what I love doing. I get that. I do. I, I've done very similar thing. I used to live in Dunedin and go to Christchurch every second weekend, and you get to know State Highway One. You get to the point where I don't want to do this anymore. So then you start going via Central. Yeah, Otago. it's really boring. We, we try to avoid. Yeah. We try to avoid the main roads. Where and then once we you've can. done every sealed road, yeah. you want to. You go. Oh, there must be a way over that hill up that trail somewhere. And that's what we were doing. I was sort of, you know, driving past, looking at roads, and we're oh, where's that one go? And, um, yeah, oh, I want to go there. (laughs) I love the attitude. I love the enthusiasm. Guys, you guys rock. Um, How does it end up on social media? Kate told me to. Is it just that you want to share your adventures um, with people? I don't know. Well, I mean, is it sharing it with people or is it just like keeping a record of it? Like when you scroll back and you look at all your stuff and you think, man, we've had some fun times and we've done some cool stuff and we've been, you know, you know, we've, you know, seen some places and done some things and it's great. And, you know, if anyone else is interested in it, then yay. But hmm. yeah, it's kind of cool. It's just nice to share. 
Yeah. yeah, and it's actually really interesting, the people that you do start chatting to that are interested and then you start following their journeys and, yeah, um, yeah it's real cool. And and actually meeting people, you know, from through social media, like, you know, I've met a couple of people who have come out to New Zealand, um, you know, through strictly through the Instagram, you know, bike stuff, which is awesome. Um, while we're on the topic, uh, if people want to follow your adventures on Instagram, Kate, what's how do we what's your Instagram handle? Uh, it's just what is it, Kate dot motorcycles. Easy. And Nikki, you're looking frantically to find yours, aren't you? <laughs> Like, um, basically, it's Visor Down NZ. Visor Down NZ, great. And 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 do listeners do search them out on Instagram and check out the reels because I mean I love seeing the adventures and I can always tell when you've been out together because you'll see the same thing from two different <laughs> angles and it's awesome. <laughs> Um, so I wanted people to get us mixed up because the photos are often in the same places. Yeah. Oh, I, I got to apologise. I got you mixed up too. That's okay. <laughs> you're not alone. Yeah. Um, Nikki, your your there was a wee story of yours in Kiwi Rider magazine recently, wasn't there? Yes. Yeah. Um, so if you want to see the beautiful blue Tenere 700, which I'm not jealous about at all. Um, <laughs> do uh, head to kiwirider.co.nz uh, Thank you so much for your time Really appreciate it One more question before we go What's next? Whether that be what's happening this season Or what's happening down the track What's your plans? Where, where, where are we going next? Well, I, yeah so I think it's always to go further And um, try push yourself a little bit more and, and with the off-road things So yeah, I don't know We're always looking for new rides So and I'm going to have a, a little bit of a uh, picky tour and go ride a bike around Europe next year for a little bit. So that'll be fun. Awesome. Yeah. That'll be a bucket list ride. Uh, if we think about New Zealand, are there any trails that you guys have on your bucket list? All of them. <laughs> well, yeah, but there must be something that you've got. I want to go and do that, whether it's 40 Second Traverse or Forgotten World Highway or... Yeah, well, we haven't been up in North Island, yeah, so... Yeah, we really be... want to get up there. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, well, we... I'll tell you what, if you ever find yourself anywhere near Wellington, you make sure you sing out and we'll go and show you some some of Wairarapa or the Akatarawas yeah, or something. Yeah, it looks like there's some pretty nice rides up there. Yeah. Looks yeah. like there's some pretty scary ones too. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think anything would scare you guys after the conversation <laughs> we've just had. Oh, uh, Yeah. Kate and Nikki, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Looking to see more adventures on the uh, Pan America, the CRF 300, and the Tenere 700 as uh, as we go through the rest of this summer. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. And that about wraps up our episode for the week and almost for the year. I'm undecided whether we're going to do one more this episode, this uh, season or not um, because, you know, it'll be a couple of days before Christmas. We'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But you know the drill by now. Kiwi Rider magazine, absolutely free, out twice a month, and you can check it out at kiwirider.co.nz or my content goes up at motonz.com and a new video every week on the YouTube channel under MotoNZ. Matthew Day Gillett does much the same on throttle.co.nz and YouTube on throttle.nz. If you want to uh, to like, comment, subscribe, that'd be fantastic. Um, and if you're listening to us right now on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a review that helps other people find the show. Otherwise, I've been Ray. This is Kiwi Rider Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you maybe in seven days time. Yeah.